Why isn't it playing? <laughs> That's good. Uh, Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we listen to all of their records, and we rank them from worst to best. We also give our biggest banger from each of them if we have one, or our stinker if we have a stinker. Might have some stinkers this week. I don't know. And uh, obviously, we're doing Rise Against, so we're going to rank their nine records, and uh, we're going to try to try to have a good time doing it. Um Normally, we, we start the show out with the Six Degrees of Tom DeLonge, which um, I didn't do this week. It's been it's been a rough week with Rise Against. It's not so been I, a rough... My God. We're already starting with the spite. <laughs> like, it's just like literally... There's no spite. If there's anybody no spite. knows, if anybody's ever listened to this podcast, there's been a long-standing debate whether or not Foo Fighters are better or Rise Against are better. Tyler fucking will die, will die in that hill uh, that the I, Foo Fighters well, are better. That's a no-no list. And that's on Rise no-no Against list. are clearly the superior band. Not just music-wise well, only, better. And so which, no matter what, we this, will, this week has just been spiked out of spite, out of spite. It's not that is it. that no. is all that's which happening. we'll get more into. Our our whole Foo Fighters rise against you know, you know comparison. We'll get more into on the main episode. But but I did, did do you, I did um, do a six degrees. It was really really easy actually, because Tim had sure a, had a guest vocal spot on an Alkaline Trio album. Um, oh okay. Um, fucking what's easy, that easy. Elvis Costello one? I don't know. They have an album named after like an Elvis Costello song or something. And he was a oh, guest really? spot on that one. So, yeah. There you go. I don't remember that. I don't. My Shame is True. That's what the album was called. The Elvis Costello, first, his first album was called My Aim is True. The Alkaline Tree album is called My Shame is True. There it is. That's a stupid title. My Shame is True. Oh, yeah, that's, a, I that's just dumb. I just don't like that people like Elvis Costello. That just bothers me. I just don't. I don't care. I don't fucking like it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Irritates not me. at all. <laughs> it irritates you. It, it fucking irritates. It does. It it really does. I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. All right. So then let, let's uh, let's get into the rankings. What is your least favorite Rise Against record? All right. There we go. All right. All right. Go. All right. Uh, the Black go, Market, yeah, 2014. Okay. Got it. Most of this album is chud filler. <laughs> um, the one exception was the acoustic song "People Live Here." Oh man. But that's because it was a songs. certified stinker through and through. That was the most embarrassing okay. thing that they've ever <laughs> fucking done. I cannot even believe that song existed. So I had, I had uh, stopped listening to Rise Against after essentially kind of like the Suffer and the Witness. And then when we started doing the pod, I would go back and listen to a new album they would, they would come out with. But I never heard this one. And that one stood out to me because I was like, wow, this is so fucking bad. <laughs> like, that was... I was... I, like it was so bad, I wanted to make a playlist of just like the worst songs of all time and throw it <laughs> on there because it was so bad. That'd be a good playlist to make. That'd be good. Like it, it has to be so fucking bad that you listen to the whole thing because you're just you're interested in how bad it is. 
Yeah, and, and then you're interested in hearing what song comes next, what band comes, that, comes that, next. You, I'm going to put that in the show notes, and then we're going to start it now with this one. Oh, that'd be good. That, that's a good idea. I like that. I like that. All right. <laughs> so uh, so no banger, obviously. No. Um, my number nine is also The Black Market from 2014, <laughs> seventh record. <laughs> no banger on this one. Talk about a boring-ass record. Woo! This one is just... I mean, the only thing that I remember from it is the acoustic thing because it was so awful. And there's one, I don't remember that. I didn't write down the name of the song, but there is one song that has this kind of like U2 kind of feel to it. The way he's kind of singing and the guitars are kind of droning out a little bit. It's uh fuck. I don't remember the name of the song, but it's terrible. It's fuck. It's terrible. This is a, it could, I can't even speak. So mad. This, this band is a very one dimensional band. They do pretty much one thing and that's it. And um, that's fine. Yeah, this, this this is an alt rock record. You don't this, you this don't hate you don't hate bands that only do one thing, right? That's correct. Okay, but I right. but no, that's even it. if a band is one dimensional, they gotta have that one that one dimension has to be good. Okay, and this one dimension is not good. No, this so, one is not good. No, for the most part, it's not good. Um, so yeah, just just a boring alt rock rock alt rock record. Um, just. I don't know. It's just bad. I don't want, I don't want to talk about the black market anymore. It's just That's fine. Move on. They should have never made a record. I'll get, I'll get to it later. I'll give away my rankings. So, um, what do you got for uh, number eight? Go. Uh, end game 2011. Okay. Uh, still tough to get through this type of album here. It's just a lot of <laughs> mid range chud, nothing fancy. And he's still singing a lot and it's just not that great unless he's singing and screaming and so you get kind of like a contrast and if you like it or love it, at least there's something to kind of like break up the monotony of things that you don't like about either version of his vocals and mm-hmm. game is just all mid range and, and that mid range is just so fucking tough to get through. Um, the song midnight hands was actually kind of cool because it really sounded like they were channeling some, some kind of like early two thousands OC hardcore sound. It was just really, really slow for that. Like if Death by Stereo just did an instrumental that was really, really slow, it was kind of like Midnight Hands. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> that's right. All right. My number eight is Appeal to Reason, fifth album from 2008. No banger. Um, this album is just fucking trash. Just trash. Um, I, I mean, at this point, they've they've almost completely ditched screaming, the screaming and aggressive sound that they were they built their fan base on, really. Songs are a lot slower um vocals are way more melodic which is uh, mind-numbing um just the the music just never gets better riff-wise or anything for any uh, it's so annoying it's just this record is just so boring and plain old people (laughs) and the only reason why it's it's higher than the black market is because it doesn't have an absolute stinker like the acoustic song or some of the like the u2 moment and shit like that this is just straight boring plain old people like l- almost l- like less than vanilla. This is just bad. Appeal to bad reason. Vanilla. Why? Why do they make records? Why does this band make records? I don't know. I do not know. I'm asking myself questions. Like I know. I don't know. So what do you got for number seven? <laughs> I mean, we just did the entire bottom on the Foo Fighters and wondering the Dude. same fucking question: Why Dude. they also make records? <laughs> Foo Fighters. People buy them. That listen through was way better than this. You're you're high, like you're, leaps you're and bounds better than you this. Fucking are high if you think that truly. <laughs> well, Brain we'll, dead. We'll get more into that Gone. on the main episode. Oh, okay. Continue, continue this bad joke here. 
Well, yeah, it's not a joke. It's, it's fact. <laughs> like that show Fact or Fiction, when you had to like pick and choose which one were fact or fiction, this is fact. Because you were fucking absolutely... I figured that was the premise of the show when it was called yeah. Fact or Fiction. So. Well, you never know. Well, that's true. Well, well, what do you got for number seven? Stone actually has the uh, soundtrack to that show. Of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> Dude, he posted he he posted last night in his little vinyl group. He said winding down with a drink and the piano version of the soundtrack to Chrono Trigger. Like why, dude? Just why? Mm. Why do you have all these soundtracks to obscure movies and and I mean Chrono Trigger is not an obscure game, but to, he has a lot of soundtracks to obscure games. But the soundtrack to un- No, it's Unsolved Mysteries. No, I think oh, it's that, both. He he does have unsolved mysteries. I know that he might have both. Oh God, he's such a fucking knucklehead. He's yeah. such a knucklehead. Yep. There we go. Uh, All right, number seven exhausting. for me is also well, not also, but it's appeal to reason. And when you edit the pod, I want you to to go back and really listen to this one because the opening track of this album sounds just like a bomb pop song. And which song I I couldn't place it this week. But it sounds okay. fucking identical to a bomb pop song. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you listen to, yeah. to it, it you'll, there's a lot of fucking songs that rise against you that other bands sound like later on. And that 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 was this is the first of three bands total that I that will bring up. Um, but this this sounds stupid, dude. It tapered off so fast after that song. I thought it was just cool because it sounded like the bomb pops, and it went into like mediocrity. This, it got a little bit higher than Endgame because I, there were remnants here sprinkled of, of like good old Rise Against days. Um, but mm-hmm. it's still, it's just, this is this is chud. Chud, yeah. It's chud. I mean, almost everything they have is chud. Easy Tiger. Easy Tiger. Half of their stuff is, is chud. The other half is uh, pretty, pretty good. Well, that's wrong, dude. <laughs> All right. So uh, my number seven is Nowhere Generation, their newest album from 2021, no banger. Um, an absolute stinker, though, is the title track, Nowhere Generation. It is, it is an, a, a certified stinker. It is a fucking terrible ballad. I, w- I, was, I was embarrassed. I was fucking embarrassed listening to this song. Why would anybody in the band <laughs> or the record execs or the producer, engineer, anybody who was in that room thought that this was a good idea? This, that song is fucking horrendous. It's horrendous. And and I wrote that I use the word horrendous a lot in my show notes this week because there's a lot of horrendous shit on these records oh and on the album of the week. God, so, there, it, dude. It's literally just it's fucking literally. spite, dude. There's literally it's not, out it's of fucking li- spite. It's literally not spite. That's a good British accent. They don't have um, spite over there. What? They don't even have spite over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unknown emotion. Yeah. Um. So yeah, really. I, this, in the end, this record, this newest record, it's just more of the same. There's nothing. There's nothing here that they haven't done better. Um, they just do it the same or worse. Like there, there's nothing here. I, I mean, I, it's forgettable. I mean, there's outside of that one ballad. There's there's like two other ballads, and then there's an acoustic song. There were there were several or many moments actually on this listen through this week that I just skipped the songs. Cause I just, I would get like admitted in and I knew what was going to happen. Every song is so formulaic, which is fine. A song could be formulaic. That's great. That's, that's a pop song. But when it's bad, I don't want to hear it for another two and a half, three minutes. I'm, I'm done. I, I, I'm checking out. There's no way 
that the bridge or the breakdown is going to be good because based off of their earlier records, even a lot of those bridges and breakdowns are trash. So I don't imagine they've gotten any better because they've never proven themselves. So nowhere generation shit fucking record. I don't even know why I ranked it this high. I really don't know why I, I have no idea. I don't know. Really the only records that matter are the top two, My the top two that that's it. Everything else after the top two is pretty much trash. Here, here's how I know that this is out of spite. Is no, because it's not. not fuck. You talk about that's the like, word of the week is spite. You talk about like <laughs> predicting like music, and we literally just did eleven Foo Fighter albums. Mm-hmm. And you're either you're either stupid and you never heard music in your life to where you can't predict where the Foo Fighters <laughs> are gonna fucking write, or you like the Foo Fighters and then hate Rise Against out of spite because the no. Foo Fighters are so fucking predictable. Every album is predictable, but never once during that listen through or our rankings of the of the stuff did you ever come up with the word predictable and say that you skipped True. things because it was predictable. And goddamn, I, I, I did. Some of those records I, were incredibly difficult to get through. I there were also a lot of Foo Fighter songs that I did skip. Oh, now I will say that. Oh, now I did. Oh, now, I did skip. Go. Oh, now after the I fact, did skip, we skipped them. Okay. But gotcha. but the reason why I skipped was because it's just like it was boring it was boring rise against is bad there's a difference between boring and bad i can get through the boring i read listen a to lot easier than boring any of the week i rather listen to good or bad but that middle ground is just always the fucking worst i'm not saying the foo fighters was an easy listen through because it wasn't there were some like sonic highways that was a shit record it's not fucking good like, like half record. of their records are not good they they have songs no, all that are but fucking like one great. record wasn't good what? All, all Foo Fighters, all but one record was not good. Okay, that's fair. Even that and one record, I probably wouldn't best. even fucking no. That's silly boy talk. I wouldn't even <laughs> rank it too. So, or how pissed you got too when you looked it up? What my my fucking favorite record was? And oh yeah, you spoiled it for everybody. Oh yeah, immediately. God, you idiot. All right, let's move on. What do you got for number six? Go. Uh, wolves, 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 and wolves clothing. Wolves. Uh, I don't know. This was this was slightly back to form from what I I want out of Rise Against. These songs were fast, heavier, harder. Still not very exciting. Um, the song "Bullshit" though, that's a pretty rad song. It's a fast tempo, cool like back and forth with everyone just shouting "Bullshit, bullshit," and that was fun. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. That's fine. I didn't play this though. It's fine. Okay. Um, my uh, my number six is Endgame from 2011. Their sixth album. No banger. Um, but there is a song worth mentioning, and it is Broken Mirrors, um, only because it has that 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 heavy ass guitar riff, which they don't they hadn't really done since their first couple records, and it was kind of nice to hear something different. And I don't know it, that was that was fine. The lead guitar was weak, but it's always weak. They they're not there's they don't have a strong suit. Honestly, this band has nothing that they're really good at. Um, and another okay. reason why. Wait, what? That's okay. Not every band has to be like great at something. The Foo Fighters <laughs> aren't great at anything. But also, the, the the song "Broken Mirrors." I I heard a little bit of um, AFI's "Miss Murder" in there as well. Like that kind of bounciness to it, that kind of Green Day bounciness to it, was different. So it kind of it set that song apart. Not to say it was a banger, but it was something that set the song apart from the rest of the record. And then the the bridge, the breakdown, had this like tool kind of very very short and brief buildup that normally tool would have done for like 10 minutes straight with no payoff. Um, but they did it for like 20 seconds, which is fine. The tool, the tool build up. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is just, 
the only reason why this one is a little bit higher is because it's a little bit heavier and that's about it um a little less ballad stuff a little less slow shit and I don't, it's still not a good record, man. We're like at this point. Okay. So we have our, our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect album. Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So at this point, we're still sub one. We are still I, I sub agree. one. I would agree here. Like there's nothing here that I, I would recommend to anybody. No. Cause it's just, it's just, it's just trash. Yeah. No, it's I, not I, fucking I, good, dude. This band is not good. Well, hold on there, Tiger, because they've, they've been <sighs> really, really good, but these are not that. Aye, aye, aye. So what do you got for number five? No Regeneration. I didn't think there's anything really inherently wrong with this. It's it's still fast. It's punchy. It's, it's These songs, I mean, they don't quite hit as hard as the band used to be, but that's understandable. They're older, and they just don't want to do the same fucking thing over and over and over and over again like the Foo Fighters do, and that's okay. But there's nothing great about this. There's nothing anything really good about this. This is like this is their most Foo Fighters album that they've ever done. This is this is like this is their Foo Fighters album. It's just fucking right down the middle. Just, that's it. Boring, boring, boring. That's it. But it's, I, bad. it's a bad album. Nowhere Generation is a bad album. Yeah, I mean, I would. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm still sub one here. Uh, My number. F- okay, good. Number four gets should. into the into the. Like into the high, high, high ones. Eesh. That's that. Well, that's stupid. High dude. ones. So my number five is Wolves. Their Wolf. eighth album from 2017. No banger. Worth uh, no banger at all here. Um, the song though, Welcome to the Breakdown, is a little bit different from the rest of the record. It's faster, a little bit more aggressive musically. Some bigger, heavier, heavier riffs. Um, honestly, something we hadn't heard from the band in a very long time. Which is, you know. God damn, dude. They do heavy stuff well sometimes. Um, but this song didn't. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Because, like, like uh, there are good things about this band. Even if you fucking like hate his vocals, so there's there are good no, things dude. about this band. There 100% are. There's a lot of good things about this band. Even if, if, if you can get over his, his vocals parts and anything else, there's, like, a ton of good shit about this band. Like, it's just, it's it's unreal that you're just you're sticking to the spite here that's that's fine though it's, it's not, not spite. i've done it before spite. i've done it before i don't even i don't even think it's you know turn. what the it's definition okay. of spite is you don't it's even okay. know what spite means it's fine you don't even know what it means you can't even spell it's spite. okay you can't even spell it s-p-r-i-t-e sprite <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> all right so uh th- this album is really only better because it doesn't sound as phoned in as the last pri- the prior 10 years of this band or even longer than that shit um, just because it has some more aggressive, faster moments. Um, there is even one song, I don't, I didn't write the, down the name of it, but there is one song that has like this reggae thing going on with it during like the first part of the verses, like the first half of the verses. And it, it comes out of nowhere. It makes no fucking sense. It's not that great, but it breaks up the monotony of the record. Just these, these two like half verses. And do you know, do you remember what I'm talking about here? In wolves, no. In wolves, I don't. I didn't write down the name of the song, but yeah, it, well, it's only a reggae there thing because they're doing like the upstroke thing. There was but, a couple of songs in No Regeneration where they where they inserted like some Skrillex era dubstep into the song very yeah, very briefly. Yeah, but it was that was very subtle. But it wasn't like ugh, God, it was exhausting. But in this one, it was like they they were still using like the heavily distorted guitars, but they were doing the upstrokes on it. 
and it was just like, okay, you're doing something a little bit different, but it still doesn't sound good. Um, so yeah, Wolves is my uh, my number five. Let's move on. What do you got for number four? <clears throat> All right, now we're getting into. I'm, I would probably give this a two, honestly. Everything else is now a two. Okay, and that's the uh, the unraveling, the unraveling. Their first mm-hmm. album. Oh, okay, their first one. Yeah, yeah. This is fuck. This is solid. This is good. This is just good, like fast punk stuffs. Like Tim singing was a little eh sometimes, but overall the songs were solid. Nothing drifted too far from that formula, so like the record didn't take a lot of chances. Played it very mm-hmm. safe, but that's what most fucking punk bands do, especially with their first album. This was just a fun ride. Like these guys just got together and cranked out a lot of solid hardcore punk tunes and it was fun weight of time dude this is a very like typical epitaph era punk sounding song but god damn it's just fucking fantastic great bass line the tone itself is great plus when he's banging on those toms like the doo, 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 that pennywise thing oh yeah. man yeah I, I kills for the pills <laughs> 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 yeah good album good oh, fucking man. album all right, so uh, that was your four, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my number four is the album of the week, The Sufferer and the Witness. So you can do four, three, two, one. Is that what's going to happen? Or four, three, one, two? Okay, we'll that's see. Fine. So what do you got for uh, your number three? My number three is the album of the week, Sufferer and the Witness. Okay, that's fun. Um, <laughs> my number three is Siren Song of the Counterculture. This is the album that we were actually going to do on the pod until a few days ago. And um, yeah, I... Really, this is this is like a slowed down version of their second record. I don't think it's particularly good. Um, you just see this band get more and more melodic, alt rock, radio friendly, which you know, for a lot of bands that's fine. But they don't do it well. They're like none of them are that great um, at their instruments, writing songs, vocally especially. It's horrific, um, horrendous. I, I should say. Um, yeah, Siren Song of the Counterculture. I'm dude. This this album. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. But there is a banger on here. A playlistable banger. It is their best song. It is their best song. State of the Union, the opening track on this record, blows me away. I cannot believe this is Rise Against. Like, this is a, (laughs) this is a good fucking song. And you tricked me. Like, a couple years ago, you played this song, and, you're like, and I'm like, dude, this song's really good. And you're like, yeah, yeah no, it's awesome, man. It's so good. I said, who is this? And I'm like, oh, try to guess. And I could not guess. It was like it was like the Sugar Ray thing, like when you hear Aim For Me. You're like, what the fuck? Who is this band? What is this band? <laughs> you find out it's Sugar Ray. It, 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 it was like, it was like that. Noise? It was like that. And and when I found out it was Rise Against, I, I was blown away. I had to rethink my life. Um, <laughs> but then I went back and listened to this record. And, uh, and this was a couple years ago. And... And I went back and listened to this record. And it was just like, dude, why? What is this? This, this is trash. This album's not good. It's fucking trash. Um, so, yeah, Siren Song of the Count. I really, the only thing it has is that it still has some of that aggression and screaming because he is a good screamer. He is. Tim is a really good screamer. Um, it's just a shame that he decides to go more melodic when that's definitely not his strong, his strong suit. Um, State of the Union absolutely recommend it beyond banger right there so that's that's my number three okay all right what do you got for number two rpm revolutions per minute 60 revolutions per minute this is uh <laughs> this th- is my uh, regular speed this is this is a tighter version of the first album these songs were, yeah. were crafted better everyone's meshing well they're they're they're, <clears throat> they're jamming and writing songs together rather than trying to put together a fast hard punk album 
this is also ex- way heavier than the first album and i'll get to it in the, my top later but um th- this one just took the punk sound and just made it darker and heavier and this is like their darkest kind of album not like in in, in necessarily tone or, or lyrical content but like it's everything just feels darker everything feels heavier even if it's not it's just mm-hmm. I, I can't quite put my finger on why it is like that but it just fuck it just fucking is okay <laughs> Okay. And here's a second shout out to another band, but Last Chance Blue Blueprint, Blueprint, mm-hmm. Blueprints. Yeah, uh, this song, I, dude, I love this song. This song is is fantastic. It everything I love from this era of music. And then I realized that the Gold Song by the Bouncing Souls is this fucking song. Really? Yeah. And the Gold Song came out three years after this, and mm, yeah, <laughs> I was just I was fucking blown away, dude. Like again, when you now you have two things to listen to, right? You have to talk. remind me though. Like you have to like text me this so I remember. Okay, I'll write it. I'll write it as you're talking and you're number two. I'll put in the notes. But the other remember. one too, because I already forgot the bomb pops one. But yeah, yeah the dude, bomb pops, it was yeah, it was it was fucking crazy. I was like, God damn, I cannot believe that. Oh, no beats today. My heart's good to be today. Like that whole tone, that whole melody, that everything oh. is this song. Crazy. I don't like. I don't like that you can say a band ripped off Rise Against because there are a lot of moments that Rise Against sounds like they're ripping off somebody else. So AFI is that who you're bringing up? AFI, No Effects, Thrice. I hear there's a lot of Thrice that they rip off. A little bit of Yellow Card. Um, I hear that. I hear that shit, man. At the drive-in, which we'll get into. One one thing they did. One I mean, when, when they actually they do something outside of, you get know, out of born Thr- they came out the same fucking time as Thrice did. It wasn't like Thrice had like five albums by the time Resonance came out. They were like a year apart. Yeah, I no, I understand that. But the stuff that they're, well, we'll get into it on the main episode because there are right. songs on on the 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 album of the week that that sound like artist, but the album came out like three years after artist did. So that that's that's my point. But okay. so so your number two is RPM. RPM. Okay. My number two is also mm-hmm. RPM from mm-hmm. 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, Overall, this album is doing the melodic stuff a little bit more, but it's balanced. It's a good balance of the melodic and the, the aggressive, the aggressive, aggressive stuff uh, from the first record. It's not overly obnoxious yet. It's still obnoxious, but not overly obnoxious yet. Um, the drums fucking nailed it on this record. It sounds like fucking Smelly is playing this from No Effects. Like the drums are tight. It has that fat rec, the fat wreck sound drumming wise. Um, I, I would, I would, that's what I was most blown away by were the drums and how, how just crisp and just perfect. It sounded dude. Honestly, I, I thought he's a what? better drummer than smelly. I'm going to fucking say it. He's no, a better no. drummer than smelly. He fuck does more no. things than smelly does. Smelly does that, that you're like that little, that, that thing really great, really tight. But this guy can do everything. He is so fucking good. He is amazing. I don't he is agree. better than Smelly. Done. Don't agree. But Done. um, I also hear some thrice on here, like early thrice, like identity crisis thrice on here, uh, with some of the riffage. Um, not really the the song structures or, or or melodies and things like that. It's more the some of the riffage. But um, that's really why this is higher, and and also because it's it's a harder record. My banger is Dead Ringer. It's just a good hardcore punk song in a minute and a half. That's it. That's all you get. I love the the stupid simple build up in the bridge too. I like that 
dude, they should have just stuck with the hardcore roots. They could have been like this band could have been a really great hardcore punk band. Had they had they expanded more on their first and second record and kept more with that style rather than moving to melodically. I don't know, man. They could have I feel like if they expand if they expanded their style more into the hardcore realm and like did like, you know, the different kinds of breakdowns and I don't know, man. They just going in, going into the melodic radio friendly all rock stuff that they that they started to do in the following third and fourth record and newer. But you keep like, saying like radio friendly, dude, like the next album or their third album opens up with their most unradio friendly song well, they've true. ever done. No, you're right. Well, that, Except that for in the witness wasn't... is for sure the radio friendly stuff. But like, what do you want them to do? Just play the same fucking hardcore punk sound over and over and over. If Calm they're good down, at Tom it, trauma. Who if cares? they're good at it, they want to make good fucking money. They don't want to. They don't want to work a fucking job when they come back. But they're so. But they are so stupid. bad. But stupid. They are so bad. They are so fucking bad. I just don't understand you know? like why you don't have this much negative things to say about the most generic. Rock band that has ever existed with the Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl has fucking oh talent. Dave Grohl is talented. Not in the Foo None Fighters. None of these guys. Okay, okay. Well, we're gonna have to step back here a little bit. We'll get into this on the main episode. We'll get into the main episode. So, right. what do you got for your number one? I get it. Okay, like objectively, Siren Song of the Counterculture is not their best suit. It doesn't showcase kind of like anything that they're really, really good at. Even if if you like like the more like suffer and witness stuff and then beyond like that's not really here. And like the, the punk aggressive stuff isn't really here either, but this is just, this holds such a soft spot in my heart that it's just, it's always going to be my favorite. This is what like what got me into them. This is the first thing that I heard by them. And I, mm. I, I think it's fucking fantastic. I love it. They got a big time producer here with Garth Richardson. So the album is definitely very, very polished, right? Even like, I know you don't like like the lead stuff that they do with the lead guitar stuff, but what they do well with the lead guitar stuff is they kind of do it like on the offbeat and Garth, you know, working with rage and then working with everybody else in the, in the new metal realm, like everybody just hits the like solos and everything on beat, 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 beat. But what rise against was kind of doing was letting notes play out a little bit, letting things ring out a little bit longer coming in at weird times. None of that is here, but you can hear them. They want to do it. They're trying to do it, but I think Garth held them back. I think this this album could have been, Dude, this album could have been so much better if they didn't have Garth. I think he fucking ruined this album. It's just, it's too gross. It's too, it's too polished. It's too. Gross. And the songs are fucking here, dude. These songs are here. This is an amazing album. Whatever. Um, everyone essentially is like mastering their their craft to this point. Like they're this is like the best they've played together. Everyone's everyone's at their best, except for Tim, which I think his songwriting got better on the next album. Um, but drums and bass on point with each other, both guitars layer on top of each other better than they've ever done and will ever do. And I don't know. So it, it, it's kind of funny too, because that, that album that Garth finished producing before this one was the curse by Atreyu. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's I don't, record. I don't fucking think he knew what he was doing with this album. I don't think he knew what he was doing with these guys. These guys are just kind of like dirty and gritty. And Atreyu is like way more complex and what they were trying to accomplish. This is yeah. just, it's, just a, it's also like working with much better musicians too. Like in all fairness, in all fairness. But it's not about working with better musicians because you can be a shit musician, Blink-182, and then come out with amazing fucking historic albums. So long as you have a producer well, that understands that you're shit well, musicians also, but write good music. Also, you know, the, mus- the, the songwriting capabilities that Mark and Tom have 
are just far, 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 like beyond far superior to the guys in Rise Against. Like, that's we're not just, comparing the musicianship between talk. the two. We're comparing but producers and, and getting somebody like Garth out of this spot. That's why that's why Jason Livermore and Bill Stevenson were the fucking perfect pair to produce these albums is because both of them came from, right? Like, like well, I mean, Jason Livermore was essentially just a, a, a drummer for various different bands and then joined the Blasting Room with, you know, Bill Stevenson, Black Flag Descendants, yeah. like historic yep. icon. So I, I think Garth like ruined this fucking album. I think he's the worst thing that ever happened to this era and they are lucky that they got it. And uh, like Swing Life Away, I love that song. I think it's a fucking banger. I love it. I love everything about it. I like its pacing. I like the melody. And then it'll, it'll go into my my um, my origin story. But obviously, like State of the Union is my, like my favorite song. That's my favorite Rise Against song. It's it's their it best, the best song. Hands yeah. down. It's, it's Hands perfect. Fucking it's down, perfect dude. fucking song. It is. It is a well crafted song. Heavy, aggressive, fucking. Inc- that's an incredible song, dude. But like some of these songs, like Blood to Bleed. You hear them trying blood to like to bleed, <laughs> blood to bleed. <laughs> Get out of here! Name? Get the fuck you. You you can hear them trying to like break free from just wanting to just do everything on that four beat. Boom, 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 boom. Like let's not do that. You can hear them trying to do things outside of it, but then you also just know that Garth is the reason why they kept everything simple, because they've never they've never even on 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 uh, suffering the witness. There's times where they don't do that. Prayer of the Refugee we'll talk about. They don't really do that well. So, I, you know, I don't know. Garth fucking ruined this album. This album could be so much better, but I love this fucking album. Okay. All right. This is my fave. All right. My uh, my number one is their first album, The Unraveling, from 2001. Yeah, um, I knew that. I, I, I overall, knew that going in. I knew that going in. And that's fine, because it really is their best record. It, oh. it has a lot of bad religion here, but like a, a more aggressive, edgier, bad religion style. Um, his screams are great. Um, some of the melodic stuff is obviously questionable because he's not a good singer. Um, I was disappointed, disappointed a bit because I, I was expecting more of a, a raw, more raw, hardcore sounding record. Like I, I thought it was going to be heavier. I really, really thought it was going to be a heavier record. And I was basing this off of state of the union because that is arguably their heaviest song. And I thought, okay, I thought, State of the Union was like a throw. I thought it was going to be like a throwback to their first record. So I expected this record to be like State of the Union and be just as aggressive, if not more so, more screaming and this and that. So I was, I actually was a little bit disappointed by this one because my, my expectations were high. Um, and I mean, after this record, man, they just, man, talk about a ban and decline. But um, my, my banger is The Art of Losing. Sounds like I said, bad religion. Um, a lot more hardcore, solid screams, stained glass and marble, also a banger. Just straight fucking hardcore. I, I play I playlisted both both of those songs right away. Good boy. Just absolute banger hardcore songs. Um But yeah, I don't know. That that's all I got on Unraveling. It's it's not it's they didn't reinvent the wheel, they didn't do anything special. They just did the hardcore sound pretty good. Pretty pretty good. So, no, it's like this is like, their, this is like their safest record. It's it's just it's fine. It's fine. that's fine. It's good. It's, it's good. fine. It's a diamond dozen here. <laughs> yeah, we we rave about the bouncing souls and everything they do. It sounds exactly the same. No, that's tr- that's true too. Except that he's got a good um, croon. He's, he's that's true, good, he's and the songs are singer. are way catchier. The songs are way catchier too. Um. Anyway, that's all I got for the rankings. So right, let's uh, let's end all. this one. 
go listen to the main episode because we are getting into the sufferer and the suffer the suffer and the oh. witness from the rise against. So that's it. <laughs> that's all. Thank you, Lynn.